go, yeah, we are the church. You are the church. Even if this second wave of COVID has got you feeling conflicted, frustrated, weary, you are the church. And the gates of hell, including COVID-19, will not prevail against you, against us. It's a pretty encouraging thought. The gates of hell, even the hell of COVID-19, will not prevail against you. And friends, if ever there was a time for you and me to band together, serve together, love together, fight together, it is now. And yes, at the same time, yes, if ever there was a time when people throughout this church family and people throughout our city need the church to rise up and be the church full of the hope and love of Jesus, it is now. There's a lot of need right now within our own church family, and and there's even more need throughout our city. And, And in the midst of all of this need, we need to remember that our God has not changed. Our God, He still moves mountains. He still breaks strongholds. He still heals bodies. He still slays giants. Our God is still in full control, even in the middle of the chaos that we're living through. Do you believe that? I sure do. And friends, God is calling you in the middle of your feeling conflicted, frustrated, and weary as you look at all of your own needs. Listen for Him. Because God is calling you to get your eyes on Jesus so that He can use you and your family to be light in the middle of this COVID darkness. Because friends, we are the church. You are the church. You are the hands and feet and smile of Jesus to this city. You are, really. You are. You're His plan. And this really is my main point this morning. You can actually turn off and not listen to the rest. Part of how God is going to meet you at your point of need, He's going to bless you at your point of need, and then He's going to work through you to be a blessing to others. You know, there's just no escaping how God works in a broken world. He touches and heals His people. He touches and heals me so that He can then move through us to touch others. God blesses us to bless others. That's just how Christianity works. And friends, if ever there was a time when we needed the Holy Spirit to fall on us and fill us so that we would become gracious barbarians, we've been talking about that, who live in love like Jesus, who band together to bless others, it is now. God touches you and your family at their point of need, at your point of need, so that you can help others experience God at their point of need. When God blesses us, He blesses us to be a blessing to others. And so often the touch that we yearn for from God only comes as we ourselves are willing to be His instrument to touch others. So please, 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 take time to listen to God today. Because He's calling you to rise up and serve like you've never served before because there is more opportunity now than we've ever had. And as you serve, His plan is to bless us and to heal you and touch you at your point of need. But he blesses us so that we can bless. It's just how it works. Now we're in this series called Gracious Barbarians, and and, and we've defined a gracious barbarian as someone who loves boldly and serves courageously. A, A gracious barbarian is someone who blesses boldly, blesses others, right? On their street, in their home, uh, wherever they meet people. And as part of this series today, we want to talk about a warrior spirit that God gives to his people who surrender their lives fully to Jesus. And 
and allow the Holy Spirit to fully invade their lives. And quite frankly, I'm just praying, I've been praying this week for a kind of a restoration of the warrior spirit and the people who call Fort City home. God wants to bless you with the power that comes from a warrior spirit so that you can do battle for the good of others through Jesus. Hey, you yearn to be touched by Jesus. Am I right? You do. Some of you, I know you're pleading for a touch from Jesus. Well, so often that touch only comes when you first choose to be a passionate warrior bringing God's love to this broken world. Let me read you uh, these words from the Apostle Paul from a paraphrase of the Bible called the Passion Translation. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity with His power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being His perfect one in Jesus. It has become our inspiration and passion. We labor with a tireless intensity. Strong words, but awesome words. Words that describe a warrior, a gracious barbarian. These words of Paul are put this way in the New International Version. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. You want to experience God's power in your life? You want a deep touch from God. Commit yourself to becoming a passionate servant of Jesus, a warrior for Jesus, and as you do, you will experience the power of God uh, touching your own needs as God then flows through you to others. Listen to the words of King Solomon. He speaks to this well in the book of Proverbs. Um, it won't be on your screen, so listen carefully. It's Proverbs 11.25. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. Let me say it again. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. You see, the key to experiencing the power of God in our lives, the, the key to experiencing the refreshing and revitalization that we yearn for, comes from our willingness to be passionate followers of Jesus who serve others. We serve as gracious barbarians with a warrior spirit to penetrate the darkness by doing good. An army of loving do-gooders. Now my dad, he was a guy who would do good. He would do good works all the time. He hated the phrase do-gooders. He didn't want to be called a do-gooder. He said that was a sign of weakness. But he realized, really, it's strength. And he had it. Hey, COVID-19 wants us to hide isolate, hunker in the bunker, and put up the white flag. When we do, we get out of alignment with what God is doing right now because He is at work right now. We move outside of the flow of God and then we miss out on the blessing God wants to pour into our lives. Now, hey, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying throw caution to the wind. I'm not saying don't protect yourself. I'm not saying uh, to live as if COVID doesn't exist. Not at all. Rather, we, we have to figure out what it means to be warriors, gracious barbarians, people who live and love boldly, who rise above the pain of this pandemic and, and become instrument of God's blessing to others. We have to figure out when and how we leave the bu bunker to serve our God. You know, to serve where you live, to serve wherever God has you. 
We have to learn to live beyond ourselves and even more so in this pandemic that is robbing us of life and energy and leaving us depleted, frustrated, and confused. Remember, we serve a God who still moves mountains. We serve a God who still works powerfully. A pandemic and all of the fallout from this pandemic doesn't make God any less God. It just means we need God more than we've ever needed Him. And the way that we will experience God at work in our lives is when we allow Him to work through us to touch others. Come on. Even in the middle of a pandemic, Jesus is still at work. He still breaks through strongholds and addictions. He still slays our personal giants. He still heals bodies. And you and me, yeah, we personally need a touch from Jesus in a big way, right? We do. And our neighbor and who we work with, they need Jesus in a big way. And if we will commit to being passionate warriors, bringing God's healing love to others, as God's healing love flows through us, he will touch and heal me and you in the process. Because this is how Jesus works. Jesus will heal you and touch you at your point of need so that you could become life that touches others and sees them transformed at their point of need. Again, going back to King Solomon. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, will be blessed. And one who waters himself will be watered. Friends, this is just a trustworthy promise from God. This is how our God works. He works through people passionately committed to make his mission of love in this world happen. And through our passionate commitment to be a a warrior for him, he, he blesses us to bless others. It's just how it works. Hunker in the bunker, stay focused just on you and your family, stay focused on your own need, and you'll miss out. You'll miss out personally at the point of your own need, and you'll miss out on the joy of uh, being used of God to see another life change for the better. You'll miss out on the thrill that comes from seeing how your life has divine purpose. Purpose beyond your immediate family, and your immediate family is awesome. It's where you start. It's just not where you end. A couple of weeks ago, I, I told a fun story of a former boyfriend of my daughter, Megan, who had this warrior-like attitude, this, I'm going to do it if it kills me, I'm, I, I'm on a mission and, and I'm not going to fail, a, a story of a bit of a warrior spirit. And if you heard that message, you'll remember it was a paintball game where Kevin, who was dating my eldest daughter, Megan, at the time, wanted to impress me with just how far he would go, that he would risk life and limb to take me out and win this paintball game that I would know that my daughter is dating a guy who is not a wimp. Now, I was well positioned in advancing on the flag of Kevin's team. There were a few bushes and rock piles around me, and the only place that I was particularly unprotected was towards my back, a corner of my back, but it was almost impossible to get there without being taken out, either by me or another team member. That did not stop Kevin. Oh, no. He saw a way, a risky way, And what did he do but leap over a pile of rocks and bush and roll on his shoulder onto hard ground that got him into position so that as he rolled, he was able to spray me good with multiple paintballs. At great risk to body and some pain, he succeeded and took me out. That's contending with all you've got. That's a warrior spirit, right? And it's impressive, quite impressive. Now, let me just add to that story a bit. I gained a whole new appreciation for what Kevin did through a stupid move I did. 
Many of you are aware that my wife recently had her aortic valve replaced and is now in a multiple month time of recuperation. And I thank all of you that have been praying and have sent encouraging messages and you've been providing meals. It's been awesome. Thank you. Anyways, we rented this Airbnb near the Mazenkowski Heart Institute in Edmonton. I got in. The place was dark. So I went uh, uh, over to a lamp to turn it on. But in the darkness, I could not find where the switch was to get the lamp on. So I saw another lamp across the living room. And the logical thing was just to walk over to it, turn it on. Right? Great idea. Now, I sort of knew that there was a couch in this living room and had an idea where it should be. The plan was simply to walk around it. What I didn't know and hadn't really seen yet is that it had a major part that jutted out into the middle of the living room. Yeah, I I just plowed right into this couch at full speed. I flipped myself right over, rolled on my right shoulder, just like Kevin did to take me out. And it was painful. Really painful. At that point, I could do nothing with my shoulder. I couldn't move it. I couldn't lift anything. Oh, yeah, a brilliant move just before I was to take Jane uh, to the hospital, you know, and be a helpful guy. No. Fortunately, a friend of mine who was the youth pastor of Beulah Alliance Church, a a shout-out to Joel Brigham. He has a friend from his soccer team who was a chiropractor. We went to the guy's home, and he took a look, felt around. He, He gave me an instant, detailed diagnosis. And he said he needed to do an adjustment that would be painful. And if it didn't work the first or second or third time, he'd keep going until he got it, but each time would be a little more painful. Found it awesome. Hey, thankfully he got it on the first try. I think he was surprised. Uh, He almost let out a cheer when he got it on the first time. And wow, what a difference it made. It was instant. It was incredible. Although my shoulder still has a long way to go to full recovery, but man, yeah, it was awesome, and, and uh, that chiropractor told me that I could continue to do some hunting because the recoil from the rifle sends my shoulder in the right direction. Joel's mother was not happy to hear that. <clears throat> Joel's mother, for a period of time, was my administrator back in uh, my previous church, and when I went out hunting, she would pray for the animals. But anyway, when I rolled onto my shoulder in that Airbnb, my first thought was of Kevin, and when he rolled on his shoulder out of his passion to take me out and spray me with as many paintballs as he could because he was a barbarian on a mission. Okay, so the Christian mission is a little different than taking out your girlfriend's father, but there was a passion, an energy, a, a drive to accomplish that mission, even if it involves a bit of pain or, or that fact, inconvenience or, or risk. But let's level with each other. That level of drive, that level of energy, this pandemic in the midst of stage two and all of the implications that come from even just catching a cold or the sniffles or a coughing, it it causes us to withdraw and particularly withdraw from being difference makers in this world. It's causing many of us to withdraw from banding together with our brothers and sisters in Christ and serving in teams that serve our kids and create online and in-person worship services or small groups or all the things that we do to push back the darkness. And as we withdraw in the name of COVID and as this pandemic drags on, fatigue and depression and loss of hope sets in. And we just can't imagine living beyond ourselves because we're having so much trouble just living for ourselves. You know what I mean? And it's a cycle that kind of spirals downward. I withdraw as an act of protection. I go mentally downhill. I, I need purpose. I need team. I need community. But I'm frozen. I won't go there. And so the spiral continues. And that is uh, 
particularly true um, of so many of us, and uh, you just need your church community. You need your church family these days. Okay, with that thought, let's talk about the reality of what we're in the middle of right now. Let me use something from the life of Winston Churchill. He, he was the Prime Minister of Great Britain during the Second World War, an incredibly dark time in, in the world. I would say a whole lot darker than this pandemic. Bombs dropping on your homes of tens of thousands of young men give up their lives fighting on the front lines of a war. That's kind of darker than this pandemic. And Churchill was a masterful leader during this darkness. And there was a quote that I picked up listening to the CEO of United Airlines uh, address his employees. Anyways, there's a statement that he made in 1942, almost three years before the end of World War II, that I really love. Uh, let me give you the context of this great Churchill quote. The British had just won a small campaign in Africa, but the war is still really raging on. But after this small but encouraging victory, Churchill got on the airways, and this is what he said. This is not the end. This is not even the beginning of the end. It is perhaps the end of the beginning. It is perhaps the end of the beginning. Can I be flat out honest with you as to where I believe we are at in the middle of this pandemic? The second wave that we're in the middle of is perhaps the end of the beginning. But we still have a long, long way to go. Hey, I, I get it. Circumstances now are much different than what the British faced during World War II, but we share with those times a sense of loss and control of pain. We so long for a different future, and um, we want to hear that things are under control, that we're about to return to the old normal. The problem? It's probably not true. Friends, the truth is, with this second wave, this is not the end. This is not even the beginning of the end. It is perhaps the end of the beginning. So what does that mean for you and me? Friends, we know who's in control. We know him personally. This is huge. And our God has not changed. In the midst of this pandemic, at the end of the beginning, he still moves mountains. He still breaks strongholds. He still heals bodies. He still slays giants. Our God is still in full control, even in the middle of the chaos that we're living through. So how does this work? When we feel weary and defeated, when all of our instincts are to look out for ourselves, keep ourselves and our kids healthy and strong, which are good instincts, how do we see our God move in power when we're so tired of all this and even a bit fearful? And then add to that, you got me standing up here saying you got to step out and serve, you got to rise up and be a warrior, that the way to experience God meeting your needs is for you to uh, uh, get out there and serve others. And some of you are going, God, just stop. I'm done. I don't have anything to give. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and this COVID stuff is just sucking the life out of me. If that's you, listen to these God-inspired words of the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. 
though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. Yet, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. The New International Version says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. The Good News Bible says, but those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed. God, through Isaiah, is saying to us that you and I are to take time to wait on God, to seek Him, to trust Him, to put our hope in Him. That we should be so full of the Spirit of God that we would have new strength, that we would mount up with wings like eagles, that we would run and not get tired, that we would walk and not get weary, that we would be so full of Jesus, that we would live and love like Jesus with passion as we contend in this COVID-stricken world, as we contend for the lives of ourselves, our own families, and for the good of the people of this city. I mean, think about it. How awesome is that? Hear me. God doesn't want you to just sit back and just look after yourself and your family, and He does want you to look after your family. But if that's all you do, for so many of you, it's just going to lead to despair, discouragement, and fatigue. That's all that's going to happen to many. Really, it's what we see happening all over the place right now, right? Because God made you to be a difference maker, even in a pandemic, God made you to be on mission for Him, even in a pandemic, especially in a pandemic. God made you to be a warrior for His cause, a gracious barbarian who lives and loves well. God wants to bless you to be a blessing to others. So here's how it works. Really, just a couple of steps you've got to take. First step, pretty key. You wait. You seek God. You've got to take some time to seek God, to wait on God, and ask God to pour His life-giving strength and energy into you, to pour out His power on you. It's called being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus said to His disciples. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Wait. Trust. Hope for the Holy Spirit that you will be clothed with power. Friends, how are you going to rise above this pandemic mess? How are you going to rise above it all, gain the healing and the energy that you need? Two things. First one I already gave you. You've got to find some time, wait on God, seek God, ask God to fill you with power from on high, power that will give you the energy you need to soar and flourish in the midst of this pandemic. And then secondly, as we've been talking, you've got to commit to being a passionate warrior for God, a warrior pushing back against the damage COVID is doing in our world and culture. You've got to commit to serving with your church or serving in other ways because as you serve others, God will serve you. As you bless others, God will bless you. That's it, really. Seek God, serve others. Seek power from on high and let that power flow through you to others. Seek God, serve others. That's God's call in our lives as we're at the end of the beginning of this pandemic. Seek God, serve others, because we've got a ways to go yet. So will you rise to the challenge? Because that's where you will find your energy, your healing. That's where you'll find the ability to rise above all this mess. And, And that's where you'll experience the exhilarating joy of being used by God to be a part of what He's doing in this world.
at this end of the beginning in the second wave. We're just to seek God and serve others. So let's bow for a time of prayer where we'll do just that. We'll pray uh, and seek God and, and just make a commitment to serve others together. Will you join me and pray with me as I pray? Father God, we just come to you this morning pleading with you that hey, we need, we need you to move. We need to move. We need you to move in our lives, to touch us where we are weary, confused, discouraged, depressed. God, we are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and we are so done with living in the midst of this pandemic. But we do see light ever so faintly. We get that we're at the end of the beginning with so much more to come, and so we need a move. Fill us with power on high. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. We pray, we, we, we plead for you to work with power in our lives. And as you do, we respond to your call to be gracious barbarians, to be warriors. As you bless us, fill us with your spirit and empower us to bless others boldly. God, we seek you. We seek your blessing. We seek your power. We seek your healing. And as we seek you, we will serve. Use others to help us overcome and flourish in the midst of this pandemic. Raise up an army of do-gooders, a man and woman of incredible strength. We pray this as you use us to love and touch lives all around us for your glory. In Jesus' name.